0: Hello, everybody. Drasco here from 10knorm.com, where my main focus is to help guide heart-centered entrepreneurs that are under 10K months to basically transcend all of the blind spots that keep them from thinking, feeling, acting, and authentically marketing so they can normalize their own version of 10K months. And on today's episode, we have a Real Talk segment where I bring in a heart-centered entrepreneur on their way towards their own 10K norm And we have some real talk. And basically, that real talk is about what's currently their biggest challenge towards their 10K norm. And throughout that conversation, we explore who they are, why they do what they do. And then live on the call, I get to help them get out of their own way on a challenge that they're currently experiencing towards their own 10K norm. And for today, we have a wonderful guest. Uh, Peter Paul Parker who is a meditation coach a key Gong instructor a sound healer um and also a longtime musician as uh, you guys will see in his background we got full and all sorts of assortment of uh instruments that I wish I knew much more about but unfortunately <laughs> I don't. Um, in addition to that, uh, just from, you know, things that I've known from the short time that uh, I've been speaking to him, uh, he's actually won some competitions in Kigong in Korea, which actually I didn't even know they had uh, competitions for these, been a professional musician, released uh, albums, had public speaking as far as like motivational speeches concerned, um, and now has basically moved towards being a coach and heart center entrepreneur online. So Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you very much for asking me. Um, great pleasure for me. Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, one
0: of the things that I would uh, love to kind of go into um, is for those that don't know, even like on listeners, etc. cetera, um, I actually started out in martial arts. So I have a long history with regards to like really enjoying uh martial arts it was kind of what got me into coaching because I was teaching martial arts classes and then that got me into fitness and that's how I started my first business which was uh, a brick and mortar weight loss center and uh what I'm curious because you said you had the background in Qigong and you know while it isn't technically like say a martial art that you might uh, normally associate with being in you know at the UFC or something like that Uh, it does come from that tradition. So I would love to know more about how you got into that um, and what you currently do with it.
1: Qigong, Uh, I'll just explain Qigong quickly. Yes, it is. It's a healing art rather than a martial art. I did study um, a few martial arts when I was very much younger and I wish I'd taken up Qigong while I was studying those martial arts because it is very much an energy healing modality. How I got into it was really... I was a professional rock musician for about 10 years and it was just going, it was crazy in, in, in London at the time. There was gigs all the time. You could go out and play, and you were making money just, just from going out and gigging. I then learned how to do studio work and I was recording in the studios during the day, going out and gigging at night. And it was fantastic for about 10 years. Uh, it's a very corrupted business, unfortunately, but I didn't see too much of that. Apart from when towards the end of my career, when I was signed with a band and we were supposed to release a single, something happened with the A&R and it went probably wrong. And I suddenly realised to myself in the band that I was in at the time, it was becoming all about the image and not about the music because the management company was saying, um, get your get your image right. And, and I was saying, well, what about the melody to the music? Because it was it was kind of like um a, a mixture between sort of um, Bon Scott and Tina Turner, the black girl lead singer. And it was it, she had an amazing voice, but the, the backing music wasn't that great, apart from when I had Dan Thompson on drums, who was like a ex Hawkwind drummer and myself on bass. But the rest of it wasn't that great. So I suddenly realised I'm losing my sort of uh, work here, and I wasn't getting as much money or as many gigs coming in. I was trying to rely on trying to get a deal from... The music business it kind of broke my heart to say well, i've got to do something else now so i i kind of asked the universe what what should i do next and i was at a mind body spirit show and i was walking around this corner we found this uh, store my wife and i uh, called uh, it was called darn yoga at the time and it was really it's really a key gong based um practice so i've been used to training in the dojo with my martial arts so it didn't come as any uh, shocked to me when we were doing all these movements which were a little bit sort of Tai Chi-ish but it wasn't really Tai Chi, it's more Qigong. Qigong is a precursor to Tai Chi, it came before Tai Chi and we started uh, training and after about a year and a bit I started teaching the people coming into the, into the centres and my uh, mentor at the time my master, she said to me why don't you go and do this out in this elderly community centre there's, there's a, a a place come up uh, for you to teach there once a week and I thought I've got nothing in common with these elderly people what am I going to do so I just said okay I'll do it I was at, I was at the point of thinking, okay I'll start this journey and see where it goes I, I had no idea it was going to take me into doing it professionally um, so I, I went into it and lo and behold after about five or six weeks the classes were kind of small and then they grew and then they grew and then they grew and the rooms became packed and I realized that this was such a, a brilliant modality because it was mixed, it's like a mixture of kind of Tai Chi and Qigong and sort of gentle moving and deep breathing and meditation as well. It's kind of a whole holistic health uh, practice that I teach. And it was phenomenal to see the changes. I saw sort of elderly ladies um, who had uh, arthritis in the hands who couldn't really open jars. And then it, it turned around so they started opening jars again. a lady who was suffering from cancer and her outlook for life was really bleak she was like 87 and then after doing this for about six months she she looked a lot healthier i must say and there is scientific evidence to show that deep breathing in and qigong stroke tai chi can help with cancer um and i saw another lady with a stroke down her left side she couldn't move her wrists and hands she started moving them again i just went this, this is just this is amazing that these people have been left on the scrap heap and I'm, I'm helping this lot what, what else can I do so then I started going out to schools and uh, businesses and I ended up speaking at the Care and Quality Commission um, who actually look after the National Health Service in this country uh, there's about 80 of them uh, the, like the top the top bods in the, the Care and Quality Commission I thought. They, they're all into like the allopathic medicine sort of mixture and i'm more into holistic now so i thought this is going to be quite difficult but in fact it wasn't they, they they thought i was going to come up with this all this sort of new age guff, as it were but i wasn't i was very basic and scientific with my approach and the breathing and the, and the moving and they all said wow that was fantastic i actually feel different after a session after an hour session with you." which kind of made me think well i've got to do this for profession now so i started setting up um uh, sort of classes all around my local area. I set up a charity to help the elderly so that we could get instructors more into the elderly community centres. And it was going really well. And then lockdown came and it kind of stopped everything. So all my money coming in was through going out, as it were. I wasn't doing anything online at all at that point. But I was thinking about going online, but I just had no idea about online stuff. But that, that all came to a grinding halt, which kind of left me in a position with what do I do now so I had to move into teaching Qigong online which is not not nowhere near as good as as it is in the flesh because you you don't feel that energy you can get an an energy and a vibe going in a class which you don't get online really so that's kind of moved into more meditation coaching using Qigong techniques and principles like from the Tao philosophy which is an amazing the Tao Te Ching, but we, it's the Korean version of it, which comes from the Sunday trainings of, of Korea, the mountain people. And it's it's just really changed my life, changed my perception. I've learned a lot more about the nature of our reality, about our energy body, about our physical body, and also what some people call our spiritual body, but I would call it like our, our essence, our, our true selves. So yeah, it's been, it's been one heck of a journey as it were. <laughs> So, yeah, that's how I got into Qigong is really because it was a a, a failing music um, career that really pushed me into doing what I do now. And I realized it was at the end when I got a deal with uh, New World Music with with an album called Down the Heart at Earth Echoes, which was me starting to learn about the chakra system, which is where the Qigong thing uh, teaching came in. Released the album and I I looked... I, I. Googled it, went across the internet, and realised it was being downloaded for free across all these different sites, and I wasn't really on top of it, stopping all the piracy going on. And I thought, well, people just are not—they're not paying for music anymore. So the, the live scene had died, the recorded scene had died for me. So that was another end for that. So, but I, yeah, I, I love. What I really love um, is to see people change their paradigms, change their look on their, their reality and, and open up the doors for themselves. I really love doing that. I really, and that's what I've started to do with Qigong practice. And now I'm doing that with my online coaching, which I find absolutely satisfactory is not the word. It's like, I want to I do more of this. <laughs> I want to do more of this. I, I love helping people because a lot of people are, I feel especially the Western world, we're, we're kind of conditioned into a way of, of being and thinking. And and I've, myself, uh, 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 has been very deeply hit by that. And from learning this coaching and going online and then looking at the, the financial side, which I know we're going to talk about later, and my preconceptions of, oh, you know, that, that will never be me. It, it, that's all changed now because I realised that it can be me. But it, it, it was there at the beginning when I first came online and that was quite a big jump for me really it was quite a big jump from going from like uh, teaching out in the community to coming online is 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 different for me because I wasn't used to it but that's how that's the change that's how it all went is is it was a failing career as it were because of uh, how the market was changing rock was no longer in fashion it was there was the days when everybody was into rock everybody was growing their hair long you can't do that anymore (laughs) and everybody was like playing all the time and it was it was a to me it was a fantastic time for music and then the drum machine started to come in and then the uh programmers started to come in you you no longer needed the bass player. and only no longer needed the drummer you could do all your uh, writings on sequences doors they're called um which are uh, places where you write your music and you could auto tune your vocals now. And and so it's not really to me that the essence of music really is the essence of what I do now with Qigong is actually the essence of you coming out and expressing yourself, which is really what martial arts is all about as well. It's about expressing yourself in in one way or another. So that's what I love. That's what I love. So that's my potted history in a very quick way.
0: Awesome. I I love that because it's so like it's such a rich story, right? Like there's so many different layers to it. And, you know, certainly of all the interviews that I've been having now for the podcast and definitely in my story as well, there is this common theme of things generally tend to break down so that they can uh, come together in, in a different way. Right. Like I've experienced that with my studio in your story, right? It's, it's the music career and the shifting musical landscape that led me to, to Kigong. So it's certainly, I would say more common uh, than not to actually have that, uh, you know, seemingly negative, but ultimately leading to a positive light uh, type experience. And uh, with regards to your story, like what seems to be coming out quite a bit is this, I don't know if I want to say need, but I think it's more of a desire for authentic expression. Like when you talk about music, you know, it's like, I, I don't want the drum machines and, and the computers. Like I, I want to be able to feel the room. I want to be able to play the instrument. I want to, you know, feel dynamics of playing live in my band and all like that. That's just kind of what it sounds to me. And it's it's the authentic expression of that that truly um kind of resonates with you. And I feel like that's the same bit that also got you hooked into Qigong and the healing aspects of it. Because it's ultimately, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but the authentic expression of our full selves is healed, right? It is whole, it is holistic. And it's kind of the the way that, or the things and the layers we put on top of us that move us into that state of dis-ease. So would you say that's, like that resonates or is accurate with you or, or not so much? Oh,
1: yes, spot on. And I do agree that most people run away from pain. And because of my childhood, it was uh, really traumatic. My, my mother died when I was 11. My father died when I was 19. I was sent to boarding school. There were pedophiles there. And I had to face that pain, really, I mean, in a big way. And I had to face that trauma. And when I came out and my father died, luckily my my brother got me a job as a printer. And it took me years to get over that trauma. And it was that shake up that made me that pushed me forward because a lot of people give into it and go, oh, you know, life is against me, life's against. Me. But it wasn't. I thought, no, this gives me actually gives me an opportunity to explore this. And I did explore it to I had a very good education actually. And um I explored it in the way that I went into sales because sales was where the money is. And by the time I got into sales, I realized how fake it all is, which is really backing up what you said, it wasn't authentic to me. So I, I literally put the keys of the uh, flat that I bought, got rid of the mortgage through the estate agent's window or uh, letterbox, walked away from that, just, just became a musician. I just, whatever, see what's happened. But it was a lot different then. I could, um, set myself up for like 30, 40 pounds a week in a, in a bed sit, and I could get a car for next to nothing. I could travel around, I could get all my gear anyway as a musician. I bought that all together. I got that all together when I was earning good money. And it was easy to start and come back up and rise like the Phoenix. Uh, and I've done that so many times now in my life, it felt like you hit rock bottom. And I felt like, I feel like that sometimes when I started becoming an entrepreneur online with this, and you feel like you hit rock bottom and then and you think, oh, am I going to do this? And you think, just, just meditate, meditate, meditate. And next day, all the solutions come flying into you and you go, ah, this is, this is great. This is great. I can do this. And then you start to work through what you, what you've meditated on. And I, I find that an enormous change. And I kind of did that when I was younger, but didn't realize I was doing it. and now what i love is training people to do that for themselves and when they start to do that for themselves you see them opening up their lives and really starting to break down new horizons for themselves rather than being stuck in this victim type consciousness and they get into more master type consciousness which is what you train with martial arts and Qigong. you're training to master your consciousness i when i did uh martial arts i did uh, a little bit, not much, but it was key Aikido, which is like a, an energy Aikido. And it was absolutely mind-blowing, actually, in the class when I think about it, because he was teaching us to take our mind over our matter. And I, I was very skeptical at first, for not one of run in there, but he was a tiny little Scottish guy, really tough, but tiny. And he, he had, like, two guys next to him who were, like, six foot eight. And they said, he, he just stood there, and he said, right, you guys pick me up. And they just, of course, they did, just... Pulled him off the floor and he goes right, i'm gonna i'm gonna focus myself and my energy down into the floor i'm gonna ground myself in the floor you're not gonna move me and for the life of them these two big guys just could not move this little scottish guy and when i saw that i thought wow you know that's that's really amazing and and um, that's when i started to train under a guy called uh, john hayes his name was and he, he was kind of teaching taekwondo mixed in with like bruce lee's philosophy so we were reading the bruce lee books and what was lovely about it was the saying, Bruce Lee was like, you know, not a pacifist, but peaceful. You're peaceful, which is the proper way to, to look at it, not pacifist. I let somebody walk over you, you're peaceful, but you have your own defence and self-defence. And that was a wonderful uh, lesson for me growing up in the streets of Kingston, because I, I would, I could, if I saw trouble, I'd walk out the way. But if, if I got into trouble, I, I, I could look after myself and I made sure that I, I was never bullied. And martial arts kind of taught me that. So it's always been, it's you connecting with yourself as a human being, You hear stories of mothers picking up cars and and pulling out um, babies. And I've researched deeper into that. And the phenomenal fact about our bodies is we have the same amount of power in all the cells, the trillions and trillions of cells in our body than than a a bolt of electricity has. So he can generate that power. So Bruce Lee's one-inch punch, you can actually turn that power back into yourself and heal yourself. And to me, it's like uh, Dr. Bark out of the Bark flower remedies, uh, which I thought was really weird at first because it's like a vibrational energy. He calls it unpeeling the onion. So each time you're pulling some of this stuff that's stuck on you, you're gonna cry or you're gonna feel that hurt because it comes back to you. And the, the last time this profoundly happened to me was when we were in Korea with the, with the Qigong team. And we, we entered the competition, with one it, so we were all euphoric and everything like that. And we went around on a meditation tour after that. We went into this cave for, uh, to meditate about our past. And I thought, I've done so much work on my past. Is there anything else that I need to find to really heal myself with this? This this terrible trauma that I'd been through, and I went into this meditation. It was like going in a time capsule through these different areas that I'd 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 experienced. Oh yeah, I've I've healed that. I healed that, and give myself a tap in the back. Healed that. Yeah, that's good. Well done. You've done that. And then all of a sudden, it came to this place where I'd never really associated it with it making me angry and making me bitter. And it was after my father died, my two eldest brothers. Took over the the estate of my father, and they has set themselves up with two houses and like a career for themselves, and left the four younger boys with nothing. And because I I'd imagine I was in such a traumatic state, and I never thought twice of it, I never thought twice about it. I thought, okay, well, they've got their, their places, we, we've got nothing. Um, and then it realized that that had been sitting in me for like 35 years that anger. And I, I realized I've been, <clears throat> which you do, because anger's stuck in the Chinese um, medicine theory, anger's to do with the liver. And I think because I was drinking so heavily as a musician, it was like trying, trying to uh, stop the anger inside of me. I was kind of ignoring it so I was so focused on my career. And I forgave them. That moment, I forgave them for anything that they'd done wrong with me. I just, I said, I'm, I'm sorry if, I, if I've caused you harm. I'm, I'm, I forgive you for anything that you've done. I really hope you have a... A really good rest of your life i don't really speak to them very much anymore anyway and i forgave them at that point point. and mean, then when i walked out of the cave my master said to me what did you do in that cave and i said and i explained the story to her she said your face you look about 20 years younger and you look like you're just light you're light now look at you you're light and i went well I, you know I, i've forgiven and that made me realize that we're we're like you talk about the nature of our reality, we're like a, a stick. If you imagine like the, you know, the medical um, sort of pictures, uh, symbols we have, like the stick and the, the snake swirling around it. The stick is like our physical body, which is empty. It's like 99999 percent space, which is your physical body that comes from the earth, the ashes from the earth. And then the spinning around is the energy of it. That, and, and that energy partly comes from, the energy of your parents which comes in the form of dna which forms you and also comes in the form of uh, like your life force energy your key um comes into you and it looks like from all the scientific experiments they've been doing or the scientific research they've been doing it looks like that comes in with a memory so that's why you have children who are like amazing dancers martial artists um mathematicians also they have incredible past life memories where they can go and actually research the area they're talking about, find the actual person that they're talking about as a, as a five-year-old child to so go and find them. And to me, that means that this energy is swirling around us and it comes in. And, and to me now, life purpose really, partly should be to do with cleansing that up, clearing it up and, and, and making it as, as clean as possible. Then your physical body will start to act in, in a proper manner and you won't age so quickly You'll feel lighter, better, more positive about your life, and you can jump over hurdles a lot more easily because you realise this is just an experience. It's not you can't, you shouldn't take it too seriously (laughs) because it's it's an experience, but it's an important experience. It's a very important experience, but it is just an experience. And there's part of you, your essence, that will move on after this, and there's part which which came in while you were creating your energy body, and that that to me my whole journey going through everything I've been through has really got me to that conclusion and seeing myself like that and how much negative energy I have held on myself for so long and just let it go now just let it go it's it's so so liberating it's freeing the mind and that's what I want to try and help what I do I I help other people do that to get rid of their um, angst their negativity their the way that they perceive life and see life it's it's the part of the, is is the conditioning that we had. We were kind of conditioned into a way of thinking like that. You, you, how our life should be: is you get up, you have your breakfast, you go to work, get home and play a video game, watch TV, go to bed, and, and then do the same thing again. I've never done that. I've did. I've done that for short periods of time, but I've never done that because it's an experience, and we should be learning to enjoy our experiences. And to me now, there's enough money in the world that we could all if we if we put ourselves out for it we can we can bring it in and live the life that we actually want to live rather than living it um under those conditions that we've been stuck with and you can change that i know you can because i've done it for myself and I'm, i'm i'm continually doing it so that that to me is is part of the exciting thing of all of this of meditation because meditation is a difficult word because it sounds really bland you, you, you're sitting in the corner just silently It's, it's far far deeper than that it, it's all it's about because it came from the the word meditation which means to think deeply about something but the, the eastern practice of meditation which is kind of qigong is, is kind of is, is kind of everything about your body is like the four states of yoga that the the vedas talk about or the um the the ki the or qi or um qi, qi or qigong which is talking about in the Tao philosophy of of, it's everything it's about everything and once you go a little bit deeper into all of these subjects um which are like the spiritual texts you realize they're all talking much the same thing like uh, the the Tao talks about polishing the diamond, and and Islam talks about polishing the mirror i.e we mirror each other and we, we mirror our faults and failings with each other and like the, the original Gnostics, Gnostics call it the Christos, the Christ inside, the Christ spark, which comes from the, the, the higher energies. So it's all, they're all really talking about the same thing. and all t- talking about cleansing. Um, but we've, we've had a paradigm on this planet for quite a long time now, which doesn't want you to think like that. And there's more and more people now that I'm seeing who are becoming entrepreneurs saying, well, I don't care what they want me to think. I'm going to do this anyway. This is what I've come here to do. And I find that really refreshing. I think it's a wonderful thing because more and more people are empowering themselves I think, I'm not going to go down that road. I'm going to go down this road now. And, and that's becoming really good, I think. I, I really see it moving in the right direction in the world, even though it doesn't look like it at the moment. It, it really is. It really, I see it. I see the green shoots coming. I see more people changing their attitude. More people wanting to serve. It's not about making a million pounds. Is about serving a million people, and that a million pounds will come into you anyway. So it's, it's all about serving. I, li- I like that turnaround of serving people, and that, and it's then money becomes an exchange of energy, which I think is incredible if you look at it like that. Whereas I looked at it as, um, well, they create money out of thin air, and it's all wrong how they set it all up. And I'm thinking, get those thoughts out of your head, just use it as an energy, it's an energy form, and we, we share that energy so if i'm giving you something like from my knowledge and it's helping you to expand your horizons then i should be getting energy back from that i.e. in the form of money or but in the form of money if it's just a straight transaction like that so yeah it's it's uh, to me going down to the nature of our reality did start at a very early age and it's kind of you're right i want to be authentic all the way and i wanted to be like that all the way through my life and i've, I've always moved away from fakeness or people who were just wanted to be uh, swanky for being swanky or showing off. Or, or, or I've been around lots of rich people who just show up about the sort of, uh, oh, look at my mansion, all this kind of business, thinking it's not really about that. And I think what brought it home to me recently was Mick Jagger out of the Rolling Stones. He was sitting in one of these top restaurants in London. He goes, it doesn't matter how much money you got, you're still just sitting there eating food. <laughs> Well, there you go. It's um it's it's it, the money will come when you want to use it. And, and what I want to do with money, which is why I'm here, is like the 10k a month norm, is, is to create a healing center in my local area, create a healing academy online and create more stuff. And you can't do that with nothing. You can't do it. And I realize that now, and it's really important that I have to change my attitude towards that and say, okay. Let it flow now, let it come and it'll get bigger. And it's it's uh, slowly, slowly coming there, slowly getting there. So it's been a big journey for me. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you very much
0: for like sharing all of that, because the one thing that comes out for me, it's like the depth of knowledge and understanding that you do have in these in these areas is obviously quite high. And I agree with your last sentiment of you know, like I always say, like, good, good people need to make more money, right? Because then the likelihood of good things being created out of that money is a lot higher, right? And, and so many of us, I think, spend, uh, especially if you're like a hard set entrepreneur, right? I think some people get into what I would argue is kind of uh, spiritual bypassing, where it's like, oh, well, the system should change. And like, this should be different. And why are they spending mm. money on this? Yeah, okay, that's true. But systems never change, they're they're generally replaced by better ones, right? And that's why I fully agree with you that we need more good people making more money so they can do with that money what needs to be done to actually create those new systems. So 100% all for that. And with that segue, um, so you were mentioning, okay, like I'm in this now, I needed to shift online because the circumstances changed. I wanna move towards my own 10K norm, What do you feel is standing in your way to do that?
1: Um, I personally think they call it avatar in the marketing world is speaking authentically to the people that I can really help. And I know that I can really help people because I've got a track record of it and I've got testimonials, I've got impact reports that I've done. And it's really, how do you say that? to the people that you can help in, in the best possible way. So it's it's not even marketing words. I mean, I've come up with a few marketing words like uh, if you don't own your future self, somebody else will, because it, there is. If you don't have enough money um, to look after yourself, the government will come in and encroach on you. We've got that happening in um, Wales at the moment. They've, they've, they've got, uh, I think it's, uh, they call it, uh, But they're giving people just 250 pounds, I think it is just, it's like a, what's it called? It's like a wage that you get from the government. And they're doing that already. So you will become dependent on the government, which I don't want. and I don't agree with the system that we live with. And you're right, you're never going to change it. But you can move away from it. And the more people move away from it, then that system will have to, Adapt to you rather than you having to adapt to the system. And that's how I see it. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs doing that. But what what I'm yeah, my back to point is, is really speaking to my avatar, speaking to the person who I can really help. I, I find that um quite a, a bit overwhelming in some respects because of course with the heart, with the heart, you go, I want to help everybody, I want to help everybody. And that is just, it, when, when somebody sees, uh, say, for instance, um, oh, Peter Paul Parker, look at his, uh, look at his uh, landing page or whatever, he goes, yeah, I want to help you. Here I am. I'm um, a heart-centered being who, who wants to give you lots of compassion and empathy and try and move you to somewhere else. It, it's, it's, I find that difficult because it, it, I think what I've said on my YouTube channel, uh, we've all got a priceless gift inside of us. Have you found that priceless gift inside of you? Have you found it? You know, have you really found it? Because once you tap into that, it's incredible—the the feelings of empathy, compassion, connection. You, you don't feel unworthy or in lack anymore, and you don't feel like everything's against you because you realise that we're sort of connected anyway with the energy that. Sorry, we're and just in. on that point.
0: Um, and again, I, I will just interrupt if something pops, but. I, yeah, I it. it's relevant right it's not not to cut you off um yeah. so you just mentioned okay like i want to help people realize this thing of like you know have you found your own gift have you found you know your own kind of special essence um if you were to ask that
1: question to yourself what would the answer be yes i have but i haven't cleansed it up probably i haven't cleansed it up I found it, I, I mean, I've, I've had two out-of-body experiences, so I've kind of um, had a bit of a head start for from a lot of people, because when you have these out-of-body experiences, you shed all of this um, material world that we live in, and it all goes. It's like incredible. You go, wow, and you come back down, and you're on planet Gaga for about, yeah, three, four, five days, or whatever, and, and you speak to people, and go, "Oh my goodness me, what you've been taking?" And yes, it, it, it's like a, a, it's an observer, but an observer with enormous compassion, and enormous uh, empathy. It's like the people who've even started the the, the wars in our world. I, I, I found um, made me so angry. I was so angry when I heard some of the politicians. So tell me.
0: I would also just. Uh question you there as well right because the original question was if you were to turn your own question onto you have you found your essence right and there was a pause and it was a yes but and then we went into or rather your brain went into this uh tangent that yeah. also went into explaining an out of body experience which mm-hmm. is fine what stands out to me is the disassociation aspect, right? It happens when we have out-of-body experiences, certainly. But it also happens when we don't want to go somewhere internally, right? We disassociate from whatever that thing might be. And whenever I ask or like I'm doing coaching and I prompt somebody and I see their brain scurrying away, that usually tells me there's something to see there right so in this instance because you obviously know yourself a lot better than i do when prompted with that right have i found my true essence yes but what is the actual feeling that's behind the answer
1: the feeling is i haven't um, i've found the love and the empathy and the compassion It's the trust possibly still is is missing a little bit and uh, who's trust? My trust of other people because I've been let down so many times in my life. So yeah, there is that trust uh, issue that possibly might, well, it is still sitting there in some respects and we're still working on that and letting that go. And, and that's to me is one of the big things at the moment actually thinking about it is, is, is the trust. And, and, I, I went to, well, and
0: I would agree with you and what I would also want to connect it back to at one point you had said you know, one of the parts I find overwhelming is I want to help everybody. Well, you know, the best way to never trust anybody is to try and focus on everybody.
1: (laughs) Yes, 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 exactly. Yes, exactly, it it should be. And I'm learning that recently as well, um, coming back online and and I am learning that is is to, when someone comes towards you, that's when you help them, when you, it seems like I'm, I'm trying to reach out to too many people and that's where the the lack of trust yeah comes in and also when i've done that online which i did at first you get attacked you know who do you think you are you know and that's quite interesting as well because i've learned to see when someone's attacked me i'm going okay well that was not right what i did then and now that's kind of lessening i'm not getting any any really bad sort of trolls attacking me, had lots of pornography and people sending me this stuff and all this kind of, oh, it's like horrible. Now it's that's all kind of subsiding away. So yes, yeah. working on myself in that respect, is, that's got better. And I am 100% trusting now the people that I'm speaking with as a coach, which is great. And yeah, it is a trust issue, obviously with me. And yeah, I'm working on that as well. So lot- in in so, that case, because... Uh- it resonates right that it
0: is a trust issue so if we were to get more specific with that so i have trouble because in my past trusting others is there any other elements well actually first and foremost is that like accurate to say as a statement or no for you uh
1: yes which is what I, i keep distant from people um friends i've got some really really good place friends but yeah keep distance from people because I have been completely destroyed with being a heart based human being and it actually goes to people pleasing I think um because you're I don't do that anymore but I used to be like that and I realised that all you're doing is wasting your energy when you do that trying to please everybody else and you realize that what you're doing is that you're actually being a pain in the ass. <laughs> People and, uh, and it, it didn't work. Now I stand in my own uh, sovereignty, as it were. All that's gone. That's gone now. And now it's just, it is, I think it's, it, I've come back in and now I'm going back out as a heart based being. And that's difficult because, yes, I have been hammered in the past. Um, I mean, I've got many stories of people completely letting me down. And you think, oh, that's a really good friend there. And you go, oh, my goodness me, how did they do that? So, yes. But in saying that, when it comes to a professional relationships with someone, I, I, they can trust me. And I already do trust people that they are speaking the truth of me now. That That's kind of changing. But it is an issue. Yeah, still an issue there of trust, definitely.
0: Absolutely. And, and I appreciate your honesty about it because, you know, even the little bit that I know from your past stories and you know, your, your upbringing, clearly there was a lot, you know, of stuff. And I think it's, it's a lot of stuff you've already healed. Um, what I'm more curious about as it, you know, relates to your immediate situation is the tendency of, and this has been my experience as well, both personally and with a lot of clients that I work with that do have high, like intellect, that do know a lot, that do understand a lot of things the sentiment that the biggest, like the easiest person to lie to is ourselves. Yeah. And when I hear you speak, right. So like, like I feel the deep like desire and ability and capacity to love and to help others heal like that, that I don't think anybody would question where my mind kind of gravitates to as an observation is like it's almost like clockwork, like your brain just loves to go in all different directions. Right. It's like as soon as we even like approach anything that is kind of rooted in right now, as far as like facing, like, what is it about my trust right now? There's all these very smart tangents that that your brain loves to go on. Right. And to me, it's, it's always our biggest strengths become our first distortions. Right. So we're going to use those to distort our way. So we never have to go down there. And especially then when you begin to speak about, well, I need to show up authentically in my marketing. If I can narrow down who my avatar is, then things would work. Mm -hmm. Yet when I, for example, like I had a brief look at your website, at least at the time of this recording, right. There is that sentiment of everybody. This is for everybody. Right. So again, I am for nobody because I stand for everybody and I can guarantee like there's gonna be certain people I'm sure you don't wanna work with, right? So inherently that objectively at least isn't true. So it's like, who is my people? Well, who is my people is also gonna be dependent on, well, who am I? Can I trust myself to truly be committed to, you know, this one individual, this one type of avatar, at least for the short term? Can I say that is who I serve? Right. When I know inherently behind it, well, I, I really, you know, I like I'm not ready or, or I'm not there yet to actually fully trust based off of my past. So given that observation, I'm just curious, how does that land for you?
1: Yes, yeah, good. It's very good. It's um, it's when I was first went on a marketing course to take on this online coaching the coaching we did as a Qigong instructor who was very, very Korean. Korean Koreans don't want to give you. Is it, I'm not I'm actually speaking from the heart. <laughs> Koreans don't want to give you um, any impingement on the experience you have when you're going through these awakenings and spiritual developments. And it was trying to come across cross with that you're right with my brain it just it's just it's it's too much for me sometimes it works so quickly and it it's that turnaround from doing that to make it just a personal empirical sort of um experience to being able to like you're coaching me now brilliant you know really good you're obviously a very experienced coach i'm not And I I can see that my brain is nervous, (laughs) thinking, oh my God, I'm going to really screw up here. So it's a trust thing, possibly with myself and my brain and my intellect, that's not really coming from the heart. But when I do come from the heart and I'm on calls or coaching and I'm speaking from the heart, people say, you are amazing, right? And when it comes from the brain, it's like this rubbish. (laughs) So it's really, it is opening my heart and getting rid of the intellect. And I know through the chakra work, when, when your lower chakras are cut off and you come up into the brain, you go all into the left brain, it's really sharp and really quick. And it's, I, I need to bring, bring it back down into the heart. And then I see, because it, it really does um, get my whole chakras going together. And I see I'm more visionary, more intuitive more I can see. oh well, I see why that problem is there and that, that is there and then that's yeah it is it's a trust issue not just with the people coming to me but myself um, to realize do I need to do more training with coaching or do I carry on with what I'm doing and trust my heart it's trusting my heart I think is the most important thing because it's it really is my biggest asset not my brain
0: So I I would agree with that sentiment of like trusting my heart. Because when you shared that last bit, what really stood out to me was this, uh, you know, one line that you said, like, I'm going to screw this up. And why that stood out for me was, you know, even in your story initially, right? I got into music because there was an authentic expression to it. I didn't, like, I don't know if you were singer or not, but I'm assuming you just played instruments, but it was like yeah. the music spoke, right? So I could channel my authenticity through the music, right? It wasn't, I didn't want to get into these politics of, you know, show business and money. I just wanted to play good, authentic, expressive music. Yeah, right? yeah. And when, when that got distorted, I moved into this thing. Why? Because it was authentic healing of, you know, this past that I had. And when you were speaking at the last bit of like, well, I don't know if I need more coaching. I don't know if I need more of this. I don't know if I need more of that. Maybe I should focus on this. To me, what stood out, it's like, well, I need to sound really smart. So let me go all in on what my brain can conjure up in the moment, because what I really don't trust is sharing what's in my heart, right? Because that to me is like where the wounding is. And if I share what's in my heart, then i I don't know how you would complete that statement but that's just kind of what's coming up for me so how does that land for you
1: yeah i i um sharing from my heart it can be quite uh quite uh upsetting for some people when i do actually really share from my heart so I, i need to temper that because it's um i don't know i was born with a feeling that we we're all connected and i was quite shocked at a very early age when i realized that we weren't so that that to me was very strange and when i tried to interact with other people i realized now that it was the energies that used to cut in on me and so i think oh you pull away and you that hurts and i'm kind of losing that now because i'm thinking well, it's just energies and it doesn't really matter but it's still there and i can see it's still there and everybody's saying that when i do speak from the heart it's amazing when i don't you know it's it's the brain kicking in defense mechanisms so i still need to do a lot of work on myself which is i think we all do personally as human beings a hundred percent yeah
0: (laughs) i don't think there's anybody that that. doesn't if they think they don't then they're probably just lying to themselves anyway yeah yeah
1: um it's the heart though and it's um it is. It has been broken many times. Yes, yes. But I'm still. I keep healing it. I keep working on it. And and I'm I'm working on that. Trying to speak from the heart. So it, it is. It is that's where I'm having trouble with. And speaking from the heart to my avatar as well. I'm having trouble with. I think yeah. That, is-
0: that I can feel is more genuine than the you know smart but not as genuine speak that that came out prior. Right. Yeah. So, my question to you then is that something that you would want to explore further right now, or like you're okay with the guys of direction?
1: What's explore the heart thing? What here? Correct. Yeah. What comes to mind was I think the first time it really happened, obviously, was when my mother died and I. She was my, like my best friend. I could speak to her about my other brothers and going, why are they so bad? And look at them all hurting and, and smashing each other up. And I didn't, I used to play with them, but not as often as, as they always to play with each other. And when she died, it was like, oh, goodness me, I was sent off to a boarding school all my hair shaved off. And it was, it broke my heart because my father was disabled. I was writing letters to him saying this was like a prison camp, which it was. It was run by... Josephite monks and there were were paedophiles there and they didn't fiddle with me but they were fiddling with other kids. And they were stopping letters coming out uh, uh, to my father and saying they they can't allow that to come out from the school. And that was my first um, censorship, the first experience of censorship. And and, and when I saw he was so hurt, when he found out that I was trying to get out of the school and he he didn't realise it at the boarding school I was in, uh, about quite a few years later, he, he it broke his heart. And I thought, oh my goodness me, this is so, this emotional stuff in your heart is really difficult to deal with. And then after I was in my first band, and the singer wanted to break the band up, but he didn't want to speak to me directly. So he just invited me to a gig where he was the lead singer in another band. And I remember walking in there and looking up at him at the stage. And I thought, why didn't he just? tell me he wanted to leave the band why did they have to do it this way to, to show me um, that he'd left the band but started another band up They'd obviously been rehearsing with them because they're doing a gig and they'd never told me of that six-month process of them rehearsing and, and our band splitting up and it, it's just it was all of these instances have been really oh my goodness me this really hurts so it's, it's trying to stay away from that hurt I think is it, being like a really big thing for me yeah, and
0: I would agree with you because that was kind of the, the pattern we saw, you know, closer to the middle of the conversation where it was, you know, I use my brain because it's so good at understanding and it knows a lot. So it always dances around this one thing, right? And now that mm. we're kind of flirting with what that one thing is, there are these layers that are coming up with regards to, um, you know, th- there's something unsafe about sharing my heart or what's on my heart. So I might as well just use my intellect and my head, right? Yeah. But when it bring that back to the marketing piece, that inauthenticity, because there's now a layer in front of it, is either going to attract the wrong people, or it's not really going to attract as many of the right people to you as you need, right? And this is wow. oftentimes a pattern that a lot of hard set entrepreneurs that I work with uh, get into. And it's one of the bigger um Kind of obstacles to their own 10K norms because it's despite what I do in my marketing, it's if it's not authentic because you know we're, we're not dealing with like toilet paper type products or we're going to go into benefits and features, we're in the people business. So it's like that light and the color that it shines with and the intensity that it shines with is going to be the part that uh, allows for the attraction of the other. Uh, to come to us. So in your instance, I think that is, you know, not just bred from, uh, you know, it's not safe, but then there was also these layers of censorship. And there was one line that you said, which was, uh, you know, sharing from my heart or sharing from the heart can be upsetting for other people. And I would invite you to turn that around. And instead of saying for other people, for myself. Mm. So... If you had to say that statement how would you say it using
1: myself instead of other people oh sharing sharing my heart can be upsetting for myself can be um and how do you like how do you feel when you say that i feel a bit lighter actually <laughs> i feel a bit lighter uh, it's that song i've um i've lived by all my life is uh, i'm just a boy whose intentions are good oh lord please don't let me be misunderstood i've always sang that in the back of my head and it is yeah i feel a bit lighter which is great This is amazing thank you yeah. you're
0: absolutely very welcome <laughs>
1: that, that, that's what it's about because in that light state <laughs> right yeah.
0: it's a lot easier to now go in and yeah there's always going to be mechanics of the actual marketing message and you know how to make that better But the essence of it, the genesis of it now comes from a more authentic place. It's not anymore, I have to sound smart because if I share my heart, I'm going to get hurt. It's okay. It might still be a little bit turbulent to share what's on my heart, but I now at least have the awareness of knowing, you know, sharing this with people is equally part of my healing as it is to attract the people that I can help to heal, Mm. right? So it's this much more... Uh, you know as somebody that has a lot of richness in in their life i think that is going to be a big part of your core essence as uh, as you move forward and getting better at the marketing piece
1: yeah no i see exactly what you're saying and um i still i mean this is a challenge but i do feel like a bit more um vision kind of opened up like, um, feel the energy in my arms actually on my bristling on my arms and i was like because it's no longer as blocked right
0: because you the the block was that disassociation we talked about at the beginning right because the statement was sharing from my heart can be upsetting for other people okay so we put that layer that it's it's for other people why because if i say it's for myself that threatens you know going in there where it's a little bit tender but as soon as i admit it i i accept it right we have that awareness experience It does become lighter because we're not harboring the resistance anymore there's a level of acceptance i think that is uh not only what you witnessed right here right now but it's also a help for other people to witness the same thing because those layers of our authenticity is um you know (laughs) it's pretty much guaranteed for uh for everybody on this journey so thank you for for sharing that
1: no no, that's my my pleasure this is a fascinating conversation i do love this uh, um, self the journey of self discovery is incredible. And what I've realized is I is, uh, became a darn master with the practice that I did, but we call it a mastering training, because when I do not have a mentor or I'm not working with mentors, then you become stagnant. So no matter what level you're at, it seems like people are helping each other all the way around and we're not really above or below each other, but we're helping each other. and. I see that now as a really, really important thing to do is to, if you even if you are a top coach, you should be getting mentoring from other places as well to help yourself and help other people. And it's like all of this is a real growing experience for all of us. And this is where I feel the world is going to change because we're doing this for each other now. We're starting to talk to each other, being more open. I'm not worried about what people think about me. A bit worried about opening the heart a little bit at the beginning obviously but I didn't realize that and now i'm thinking no just speak because i know when i when it comes out it flows It flows. i'm not thinking about it and it's not going off on the tangent everything kind of flows out and that's where i need to be training my meditation a bit more
0: yeah because that's that's the authentic expression right i don't have the head filter with it but then it becomes the authentic expression so i agree with you 100 and to me it's clear even for just a short time that I've known you, it's like, there's a lot, like there's a well of stuff that, you know, wants to flow. It's just flowing through this distortion of the head versus the heart. So yeah, I think your, yeah. your opening is hundred percent there. And you know, even what you mentioned at the end with regards to like coaches need coaches too. I mean, that's certainly been an that that I've lived over a long time and have had coaches for as long as I can remember because that mirror is so important. Right? like It's very hard to see the label when you're inside the bottle, which is why, you know, we can spend a lot of time trying to figure things out for ourselves. And yeah, there are obviously our processes and there's a lot of value in being like knowledgeable and skillful enough to coach yourself. But it's the accelerant when you have, you know, a mirror that's dedicated, that's focused on you that isn't in the thick of your baggage and your emotion, I can see, you know, just the essence of the pieces that are in there. You know, that's really, I think the, the accelerant that, that you're talking about. And I agree with like, I always have said, like coaches need coaches too. And that's why I've always had coaches for various different pieces of, you know, my own journey. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. 100% there. And just to kind of close things off, is there anything else that you would like to, you know, leave off for, for the audience uh, that, that you feel like is like the key essence of, of what you do and, and
1: what you stand for? Well, what I do is I, do, I try to get people to find their true essence and get, get rid of, don't get hung up on the um, mess that uh, life can throw on you, which is what I've tried to do all my life. And yes, I've been you know, the first person to say I, I was a lot worse when I was younger. I had this like brick wall around me. And I was really gregarious and friendly and funny and all that business, but never really gave anybody my heart because it was too painful. I slowly brought those walls down and my heart comes up. But yeah, I want to help other people and other people to help me. I mean, I'm really open to people speaking to me. I really love conversations, I love dialogues, I love us working out this craziness we call existence <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's got so many different layers to it and we can help each other and we can we can get through this and we can make the world a better place which has always been deep down in my core is to think this is a paradise and we need to be treating it like a paradise and we need to be treating each other as wonderful expressions of that paradise and I've always felt that and that's why I've always worried about speaking from the heart, because that's what I feel. I really do feel that deep, deep down inside of me. And all the time people go, oh, you're a dreamer, you're a utopian, you're this, you're that, blah, 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 blah. And thinking, no, I'm not. I actually, this this can actually manifest itself onto the planet. But I do realise, also intellectually, going back to the brain, that we are supposed to be living in a cycle at the moment. And, and um, that cycle is actually coming to an end, called the Kali Yuga. And we are going to be opening up to each other while the rest, there's parts of it's going to fall away. There's other parts that are going to come back in, that where the systems are going to change to adapt to look after them, and that's what's going to happen. They call it golden age. So yeah, helping other people is my main thing. It always has been, and I've set up charities and I've run businesses because of that. And I want to come out more from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that, that, that's a song that, that
0: needs to be heard everywhere. So, I love it. Um, and if people want to get in contact with you, what
1: would be the best way for them to do that? Well, you can go to www.peterpaulparker.co.uk. Um, you can go to the website or .com. I've got a webinar, a free webinar. that I go through the processes that I teach. If you want to go from ground zero up to into sound healing and sound modalities i go through all the different types of meditation i've learned Um, so that's peterboardparker.com you can go and and check the webinar out and if you want to speak to me you can do there's no problem i'm open to speak to anybody if they want help on this journey and i love it personally and the people i've helped it makes my existence that much more rich which is what it's all about at the end of the day so um yeah peterballparker.co.uk or peterballparker.com you've got a choice there either way you can get through to the webinar so um that's that's it that's where you can get hold of me and please do if if you've got any feeling about contact me please do i always love to hear from people love it well, we'll have all of that in the
0: uh, show notes. So you guys will be able to get in contact with Peter either way. But I just want to thank you for being on here and, uh, you know, being the, the the beacon that other people can look to. So uh, thank you for your presence. And uh, yeah, go check out Peter when you can. That's it for our show today.